Welcome to Season 8 of Sundays with Wendy, The Healing Guide. My name is Wendy Goldberg, and I am founder of the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation. Healing is at the heart of our work, so this season, I wish to offer not a map, but more of an allowance to navigate. It was developed to anchor what I found to be true from the more profound events, but I believe this guide can be used for just about anything. You fill in the blank. The six episodes will tell the tale. So listen in as I go through them. Energy, nothing more. Exploring healing. The healing tribe. Keep going. How to navigate. And there is only love. It may take listening more than once to resonate, but there is a way to witness and experience life that will help define purpose, beauty, and a deeper understanding of love. Let me be your guide. Episode 4 keep going. I felt privileged to have the opportunity to speak at my alma mater, Old Dominion University, specifically during the business school's renowned nonprofit series. However, my excitement was short-lived as I discovered the date coincided with one of my chemotherapy sessions. I asked my oncologist if I could push the next treatment back a week. Surprisingly, she said yes. Although I held a CPA license, I was also a creative, which set me apart from the typical stereotype of my profession. There was no rule saying you couldn't be innovated, and I didn't keep it tamped down. I was conscious of the interconnectedness of my business, its employees, and clients. The focus was on people first. If my employees were taken care of, they would take care of my clients, and the business would evolve based on cumulatively approaching every situation with a high degree of thoughtfulness and care. Also, I vowed to do one thing yearly to improve it, and it worked. Concentrating on the business, not anything outside of it. During the presentation, I discussed my experience with developing a nonprofit organization. The hats I wore could be distinct. Picking up one, CPA, and putting the other down, founder. But that day they were intertwined. I offered insights as a client guide and as someone who has started her own. I was asked by a business student in the audience if there was any advice I could give. There were only two words to offer, keep going. When I didn't have the complete construct for the direction at the firm or the foundation, I kept going. No one else could see it, but that little voice inside me already knew. I chased the feeling like it was already done. My parents were entrepreneurs, and I can hear my wise dad's words now. Just do something, even if it's wrong. The effort forward carried more weight than making a mistake. Even if it was a mistake being made, what was the worst that could happen? No one was going to take away your birthday, for goodness sake. I strongly believe in the power of perseverance and avoiding the temptation of staying in our comfort zones. When we become the security we seek externally, we cast our own safety net. All we have to do is keep going. The path will appear. It trailed into my health and no one questioned my decisions. They had seen me in action before. 
there may not have been a shut-off valve to my natural curiosity, and I thought about my grandmother's steady advice, the health remedies of nature. Summers on the beach, if we got stung by a jellyfish, she would say, go rub some sand on it or go pee on it. No rushing to the drugstore or spending hours researching on Google. Back then, they just knew what worked without the need for scientific analysis. It's funny how now we need clinical trials to prove the benefits right in front of us. It made me investigate the classical elements, those of earth, water, air, fire, and ether, or spirit. They represent the physical and energetic qualities of the human body, and interestingly, they were all there. It was an understatement that I did not want to do chemotherapy, calling everyone I knew who knew anything about my cancer. But there was no escape. I would face nine rounds of the high-dose stuff. In my research on the drugs, one of them was plant-derived. I hoped that it might not be that toxic if it came from the element of Earth. Whatever was in the intravenous strip, I would complement with all my healing things. Every day of treatment, I would see the chemo bag placed on the pole. I held the intention that the drug would go in, do what it needed to do, and excrete the rest out of my body with ease and grace. I figured if my cells were going to be forced to turn over, it would be good timing. I was turning 50, and I could get fresh new ones for the second half of my life. One of my oncologists said to me one day, does anything get you down? I shook my head, no, you rise above it, and I meant it, figuratively. There was guilt going into clinic most days because I didn't feel sick. I mean, obviously there was disease in my body, but it never punctured my being, ever. The next phase of treatment was radiation, 55 treatments spanning five weeks. In a meeting with the radiologist, he noted that I had excellent response from the prior treatments. I chimed in. I want you to know I augmented with a lot of things, and I listed them all. He said, there's a biology about that. His words confirmed what I innately knew. All the healing I explored had an impact. The first day of my treatment, there was a lot to take in. A lead door opened to the room with a nearby sign that read, Beam On. The sight of the massive machine was enough to kill the cells in my body. They asked if I wanted to listen to music. Where do you stream? The entire internet, the technician said. I needed my Spotify playlist, the HC Healing Tones. It was made up of nine songs with frequencies to balance your energy and keep your body mind and spirit in harmony. It is said that music opens our energy fields and I wanted the opportunity to clear what was needed. 174 HC Foundation, 285 HC Rejuvenated Energy Field, 396 HC Dissolve Negativity, 417 HC Undoing Situations, 528 H.C. Love and Miracles, 639 H.C. Miracles Love Tone, 741 H.C. Cleanse Aura, 852 H.C. Awaken Intuition, 
and 963HC, Courage and Inner Power. Radiation can best be described as taking a torch to your insides. My body desperately craved ice and I chomped on it continually to counterbalance the heat. The more common side effect was fatigue. It sounds silly, fatigue, like it's not real, but your body is on overload to repair. The fallout was bad with inverted energy. Working on the computer, I often dozed off. Then just like that, after being dissected in and around treatment, you were thrown back into the world. To do what? Find some semblance of life? To wait? To even think there's a possibility to ricochet? Mentally, it was like playing with the element of fire. Eight months passed without treatment. However, they scanned the hell out of me. At a follow-up visit, the doctor said, if you want me to be honest, I think the disease will come back. It tested my composure not to respond. In another breath, she said, but I would put you in the outlier category. On one hand, she gave me a grim outlook, and on the other, she was saying, I was not the typical patient. It felt extreme, her two statements. I was well aware that things could go either way, but I could not die, not yet. Not because I was afraid. I knew death was not so final, and my essence would always be intact. But was there more to do here? The contract I signed to complete a mission in this lifetime, relating to Ben healing and being of service, that, yes, I was fulfilling, even if I didn't know all the terms. I could only go forward until it was enough. This is where I could not abandon myself. I had to remain grounded and present, and to do that, I pulled from every ounce of everything I had. I don't want you to lose hope, she said. Hope? Hope was way too passive of a word for me at this point. Belief was better, but it still didn't touch it. The word intention went further. I intended for the cancer to be gone. The next scan showed a spot on my lung. The doctor called to say they planned to do an ablation, a simple procedure to use heat to blast the area in question. I was okay with the plan, but not the way she ended the conversation. I think there is more to this disease than we can see. She gave me her opinion, her perception based on prior statistics, not me individually. I told myself it was only information and I did not attach to her words. I could decode it, change the frequency, flip it in my favor, and put my light around it. I agreed there was more to the cancer than meets the eye. The week before, I had taken an emotional hit from an argument. Emotions and traumas exist. They are things that we cannot see. If these hits affect our physical body, could they have shown up on a scan? I only shared the news with my close friends and family. Most had the same response. A look of sorrow ran across her face with a slight tilt of their head, assuming the worst. The shift in their demeanor made me not want to tell many, not wanting to suck the element of air out of every room I was in. I had a pity party screaming, haven't I done enough, looked at this enough, healed enough? Once I got the irritation out of my bodies, the mental, physical, and spiritual. I knew there was no stopping. Note to self, keep going.
I was lucky to grow up around water, frequently visiting the outer banks of North Carolina as a child, and I grew to love the ocean. And my childhood home was on a river. I could be found staring out at the water for hours, feeling its motion, all the things it can hold, and all the things it can be. In astrology and some belief systems, water is associated with emotion, intuition, and uniqueness. It is also considered the vital element from which everything is born. I think that is why I craved it so much, and it craved me. I was at my sister's one day when she was opening her mail. I can't believe this deal fell through, I heard her say as the gift went back into the box. It was an etched map of a plot of land along a lake she ordered for a client. Can I go see the house, I asked. It was even more meaningful as it was a dear friend of my grandmother's, the one with the good health advice, who owned the house. The charming small brick ranch was situated on a freshwater lake, occupying more than a half acre. Being fond of its mid-century appeal, I felt thrilled at the prospect of renovating it. I could not help but think I had manifested it. Securing the mortgage and contractors went smoothly and quickly. This is when the hmm set in. What if my higher self knew what was needed and my mind didn't have to figure it all out to make it happen? We tire it out needlessly when we could be working in tandem. The buzzword lately is to be mindful, but it isn't so when it comes to healing. The modalities I have worked with and or studied require a place to rest the mind, to be free of any expectation, detach from an outcome. It can be referred to the zero point, the place where all possibilities exist. It is really about being mindless. I found out more on a trip to Costa Rica. Staying at a yoga retreat, every morning I would sit out on the porch in the morning drinking coffee and I would hear a mantra from a nearby class. They repeated the phrase, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I pondered the meaning. A year or so later, a friend recommended a book and as I began to read, the phrase was written on the pages. The healing method was effectively used to clear an entire mental hospital. The practitioner never saw a patient, preferably read the chart and walked the halls, repeating the phrase, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. The concept was based on the zero-point field. Couldn't we all get there? It is very well a place that offers transformation. Where there is a void, there is a possibility. It is the fifth element. None of the healing I explored was all that mystical. It is as real as anything else. It's not to say the healing will change what may happen in life. It just levels up how we respond to it. Good and bad things happen. We must live anyway. I got married, had a successful career, had the most amazing child, and started a foundation, all with the love of friends and family. I also got divorced, lost my only child, received a cancer diagnosis that statistically had a poor outcome, all with the love of friends and family. It may not matter so much what we are doing in life, but how we choose to do them. Although it is true some situations are deemed chronic, it doesn't have to define who we are. 
For me, cancer was what I happened to be doing in this lifetime. I didn't feel like it was a death sentence as much as a balancing act, balancing the attention of what I am willing to place on the illness versus living. I had a colleague who decided to do nothing other than follow Joy. I watched her grow her business and quickly by doing just that, following Joy. Is it that simple? A shift in mindset to boldly take a leap of faith and go after what you want? I think so. I could not help but draw a parallel to birds, how they effortlessly soar through the sky. They don't think, they fly. I rolled back to the day my mom called after Ben's service. She said, Ben would want you to spread your wings and fly. Don't get me wrong, it was beautiful and the resonance was deep, but it was not like her speaking this way. The words came from somewhere else to keep me going. To fly, I would align with the expansiveness in my life. The work of BGF had just that, expansion. In the beginning, I held it close. It was my grief, the unexpressed love, and I held it like a ball to my chest. But I soon realized I was so lucky to have an outlet through the foundation for it every day, even if it was simply sending an email. The universe wanted to play, and I had to let it go, let the real players in, let it do its thing. So I threw it out and watched it bounce around. Insert the part where I believe Ben was the catalyst, choosing them from the other side, tapping those who would play. Listen to my mom, read her email, call her. He had requirements as well because the connections were like-minded. Everyone involved shared the same work ethic and communication style. I could not even stress if I tried. It would not work in this space. It had to be done differently. I didn't fret when making decisions, no pros or cons list anymore. I evaluate how I feel. I think about both choices. I take an energy read on it, imagining how it feels to see one play out. Is it soft, open, airy? Or is it a ping that's tight and restrictive? The open and airy option has always served me better. There was a decision recently around a contract and software, and I ignored the message. It was like the little girl inside of me was wound up screaming, no, don't do that one. I did not listen, and of course, it was the wrong choice, costing me money, time, and frustration that could have been avoided. Even I need to listen to my own advice sometimes. As human beings, we are constantly drawn toward a greater force that permeates everything around us. It is our guiding light, leading us toward our true path. As we heed its call, we uncover the radiance within us. There is a poem I love that describes how it is perceived. I said your hair looked amazing, but what I really wanted to say was, your energy sparks a little bit of something in mine. Your smile warms my heart, and when you laugh, I have to laugh too. It's like a bubbling stream of fresh water running through my soul. I feel like the sun is shining on me, and when you're near, and when you leave, sad as it is, I feel like I have been charged, plugged into the mains for an infusion of fizz and life.
But I said I love your shoes instead. I hope you heard what I meant. Donna Ashworth. I have discovered that the light becomes apparent when we prioritize our needs and shine the spotlight on ourselves. It's like a cloak that has been lifted, revealing the version of us that was previously hidden. With the light, there is intelligence beyond what we can understand, beyond measure. When we give careful consideration to it, we can find direction toward a more meaningful and satisfying life. Stay tuned for Episode 5, How to Navigate, where I share the pillars for navigating life. Until next time. To learn more about the Sundays with Wendy podcast, visit sundayswithwendy.com. Or to learn more about the Benjamin Goldberg Foundation, visit benjamingoldbergfoundation.org. I would love to connect with you. You can get me directly on both, wendy at sundayswithwendy.com or wendy at benjamingoldbergfoundation.org. Please follow, subscribe, and share this podcast. With eight seasons and over 80 episodes, it is a joy to bring you the world of healing, one season at a time. This information offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you should have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay obtaining medical or health-related advice from your health care professionals because of something you may have heard on this podcast. The use of any information provided is solely at your own risk.